Spark is an idea accelerator, connecting the studio to the classroom by and for artists who educate. Brought to you by the Frist. Our guest speaker tonight is a native Nashvilleian. He's been here for a while, about 18 years. Uh, born in Memphis, uh, went to TSU, and then to UT Knoxville for his graduate work, and now he's back in Nashville. And uh, I'm just going to let him take over. Thank you. All right, so my name is Brandon Donahue. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, um, what I'm going to do is sort of go through the past 17 years of um, me making work uh, since I was, I think, 14. So I started off airbrushing t-shirts in high school. Uh, I would do uh, like names, uh, faces, mostly just like replicating things that people would give me. So <clears throat> I may run through a few images, but I'll just sort of like give you a brief description of some of them. So uh, this, is, this is sort of where I started at age 14 and 15, uh, just doing t-shirts and sweaters. I sort of looked at people as like vehicles of transportation for my work. I looked at people as moving bodies and moving vehicles to uh, put my art on. So uh, also fashion, I looked at the idea of fashion as a, as a form of art and uh, expression. So I would get all these different commissions from t-shirts to rest in peace t-shirts when people would pass away. So I, I, was, I was busy as a, as, a, you know, as a young guy. Um, I didn't quite know if that's what I wanted to do forever. I just knew that I wanted to impress my friends by painting on their clothes, basically. Uh, so these are some caricatures uh, from my earlier days. Um, you know, just, just having fun. I kind of looked at being like a comedian with my art when I did caricatures. I get to extend and extort faces and do different things. Um, I also uh, would take um, I would take frames from thrift shops and take the print out and just paint on the cardboard. There, you know, so therefore I, I, I automatically had a, a frame that was with the painting. Um, so I did motorcycles, cars, uh, fingernails. Uh, I think I even painted a pistol once before. All, just all types of stuff. But uh, this is just some examples of my work. Also, and then I also realized early that I had a responsibility, I had a role in my community. So uh, airbrushing as a medium is very youthful and very, um, it's very uh, pop culture, um, mass produced. It's, done, it's like touristy, it has associations with like, with like tourists. So uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers would always come to me. I would get them in, in bulks and they would come with t-shirt ideas. So I had clicks and crews and, um, rap groups and sing, like just in groups. And I realized that these people like they, that they want it. People want to have their own individual uh, identity, you know, uh, in, in, in groups. So this is the ball out click from North Nashville. They went to, this is from Stratford High School, uh, I think class of 2007, I'm not sure. Uh, and then also rappers. So then when I would, I would uh, collaborate with, with the people that would commission me, we would talk about what they wanted to do, how they wanted to look, the positioning. So um, he talked about like some iconography and we looked at Jesus Christ and the positioning of the fingers and the hands. And uh, he had a rubber band around his wrist, which sort of symbolized like, you would, people would take, you know, they would take their money and they would put rubber bands around the money. So he wanted to talk about his, his positioning um, as a figure in, in his, uh, his community. Um, so then I would do like portraits, uh, simple Marvel comic characters, um, Louis Armstrong, 
Lil Wayne, the Pope, and just other, you know, other jobs. But then I started, ask, uh, I, start, I started to ask some questions about why am I doing this? Uh, I remember doing at least 200 shirts in one day. Like, not, not, in, not printmaking, but literally using seven colors in one t-shirt. I did 200. And you talk about being tired. I was like, why, why? Yeah, I had so many questions. I saw so many t-shirt frames, so many t-shape, uh, like, like the actual t-shape of a t-shirt that uh, I started to like question like the material, the form. So in graduate school, um, I made this piece called Sunset with Tides, which is, it's a t-shirt that's sewn into a canvas and then I paint it over both as one, as one surface. Um, I just kind of wanted to get away from being um, a producer for other people and more so for myself to express like, just, you know, what is this thing, why? Why am I doing it? What is this for? What is, I don't know. Questions, just asking more questions. Uh, this is also something I did in graduate school, working with the form of a t-shirt um, and, the, and like the, the multiple. So this is on polystyrene plastic um, and then the interior lines are, um, are airbrushed. So it's just the form of a t-shirt in multiples. Um, these are some non-representational paintings that I did, um, strictly airbrushing. There are other, just other paintings that I just wanted to show. Uh, so then I began to study Chuck Close. Uh, this, is, this is a painting that he did in 1968 called The Big Self-Portrait. And uh, what I did was just, um, I did my own version of it, but upside down. Same size, same scale, same medium. <clears throat> uh, just in a different time period. I'm still asking questions about the medium and the tool of airbrushing. Like, because you never, really physically touch the surface, you're like distance from it, you're spraying, you're using pressure, it's, it's I don't know. So um, that took me into street art. So 2009, uh, mind you, before 2009, I was doing graffiti and graffiti and street art are two completely different things. But uh, this is 09, so I'm still airbrushing, but instead of airbrushing on interiors, I wanted to move to the exterior. So I have this uh, material called Polytab, which was invented by um, Philadelphia Muralists. Um, in order for them to, so, so, so that they could work indoors and install it quickly outdoors without spending weeks. You know, so uh, this is uh, in Printer's Alley. It's sponsored by Gibson Guitar and the Nashville Walsh Project. Uh, this is, uh, it's called Gone Fishing. And I wanna show you the process of how I, um, how I created it. So I used two, uh, two, two models. Uh, these are kids from a former relationship um, who I had them pose like they were fishing. Um, it's very fun. And then I airbrushed them in black and white on the polytap material. I cut, the, I trimmed around them. And then uh, I got on the lift. They actually helped and we installed the piece. So I spray painted the Legos and then I pasted them on top of the Legos. Mm -hmm. So that's a quicker way to achieve what I wanted to uh, get without spending an extra four or five days painting with a brush. Or, uh, this is in East Nashville on Forest Avenue. The two figures are airbrushed and they're installed with the polytab material. And so the polytab, um, it's, like it's like the cousin of Tyvek almost. It's like a really thick fabric and you apply it with a gel medium. And 
the purple area is all spray painted. So I'm still, it's like mixed media. I'm, I'm mixing two, two mediums together. Uh, this is a goofy picture of me in the process. <laughs> don't, don't mind that guy. Uh, this is the front of the house, the same house. Uh, this is a, a free-handed uh, mermaid, all spray paint. So I challenged myself just to use only spray paint, no, no poly tab. But I'm still customizing. It's, it's still the notion of like customizing objects, whether it's a house, a t-shirt, fingernails, it's still, you know, still in the same uh, rank. <clears throat> this was uh, done for the North Wall Fest in 2016. So um, I, I, I was using the PolyTab as the material that it is, which is paper. So I, I made it look like, uh, like a real like notebook paper. I didn't try to hide it and to trim it and to make it into something else. It just, it's just what it is, paper. There's uh, another mural. Uh, the flower is polytabbed. The bees are polytabbed. Everything else is spray painted. The dogs are real. The dogs are real. Yeah, yeah. The plugs, the little plugs are real. <laughs> yeah, and then so this is um, this is for the demographic show. Um, the corner of Clarksville and I think 27th. So this was an abandoned apartment and this goes back to my graffiti days where, um, you know, sort of uh, hiking, finding places to, to write or to tag or to paint. But I started to think like, I don't wanna just paint my name. I don't wanna just put anything. I have to think about the site specific. Like, th like this was an apartment community. People lived here. So what am I gonna put here? How does this make sense? How does this like, link so I decided to put a baby because you know families live once lived in this one's place so uh, I just kind of played off the emotion of it being a, like an abandoned apartment this is the process of it uh, also cats love me too there's like a little cat in the back watching me work uh, speaking of cats too I have a cat named Smokey um, he's like a 18 pound Maine Coon so he's like a half raccoon half you know, cat, I don't know, but he's, he's big and, I don't know, so I attract cats a lot. I think I was a cat in a former life, maybe, you know, I don't know. Um, so this is the other part that I did in the abandoned apartment, uh, using the objects around uh, to incorporate into my work. And then lastly, um, I want to talk about my painted sculptures and object making. Uh, so still keeping in mind uh, customizing objects, street art, airbrushing, um, I began to like look at, um, so when I was out into the world like doing street art, there's always trash, there's always things around that you have to kind of navigate around or through. And I decided to, you know, to like start using those things. Like I don't want to buy something new to customize, I want to use what has been discarded, what's been thrown out. So uh, this is a door and I painted Michael Jackson on the door, you know? I, I, could he have opened up doors for a lot of, I don't know, it's just, it's a door. Um, this is the street sign that was falling on, it was, it was a fallen street sign, so um, it said shoulder drop off, so I, le I left some text there, and I just had a guy with his head kneeling down. I mean, just kind of playing on words. Um, this was once a file cabinet that I turned into a spiritual relic. Uh, it's a, there's an umbrella with chicken bones hanging, so I'm dealing with like superstition, I'm dealing with like voodoo, religion, I'm dealing with uh, African uh, ancestry, spirituality, uh, just using the object for what it is and transcending that thing. 
street signs. <clears throat> so then I started to like discover artists like David Hammonds um, and Willie Cole. And I was fortunate enough to meet Willie Cole in graduate school and we had a studio visit. And we had a good conversation about objects and listening to listening to the object and like understanding the spirit of that thing. Uh, basically the form and function. What is it? How is it used? How can it be expanded? So, and also about the multiple, about taking that one thing and duplicating and expanding that one thing. So um, I started to look at my life and say, what have I been around? What do I value most? What do I like? Just question, 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 question. And I realized that like when I grew up, there were two places that were very important. Um, the barbershop and basketball courts. Um, it was a place of community. You learned politics, you learned about culture, you made friends, you lost friends, you fought, you did everything. So I looked at the, the, the object of a basketball and I started collecting them. I would find them at basketball courts, I would find them in the streets, I would find them everywhere but on the court. They would be dirty, uh, scavenged, torn, writing, there, there would be names on it. So I took it, I sat with it for about a month. I didn't touch it, I just looked at it. And one day I decided to slice it open and to say, you know, like what's inside of a basketball? I started asking questions and I started to reassemble them with shoestrings. And that's how the, um, the basketball blooms became uh, what they are. So these are some more images of just uh, the basketball blooms that I make, uh, that I currently make now. It's just shoestrings and basketball uh, pieces. This is at Reimer Gallery, 2016. So then back to the thing of the barbershop. I said, well, how can I keep using this object to, to, to see, like, what else can I do with it, basically? So I went to my barber, which I don't, have, like, I don't, you know, I shave my head, but <laughs> I had my barber collect hair for a week, um, and I took the hair, and I looked at the basketballs, and I, I thought about, you know, style. Like, I watched the NBA, like, religiously almost. Like, I'm not a fan of this, of, the NBA, but I love just watching it for a gospel for some reason. I don't know, it's, it's weird, but braids, uh, cornrows, the beards, uh, you have five positions, you have a center, power forward, small forward, you know, so I'm kind of working with the scale, the size, and I made this piece. Um, also, toilet seats, I wanted to turn a toilet seat into a hoop just to see what would happen. Um, and then this expanded into uh, a show at Seed Space, which was called Foul Shot, where I turned the gallery into a space where you could actually play. Uh, the backboard is made of bamboo, and the rim is made of a toilet seat. The net is made of shoestrings. And then eventually, um, I got a, a, a bigger grant to make a bigger version of this. Um, this past summer at Oz Arts, I was able to make a full court basketball court with that glowed in the dark. So like it's, it's expanding, you know, and the backboards are made of bamboo. Uh, the rims are made of milk crates and toilet seats, um, both from personal experiences of just not having a rim. So you, what do you do? You make, you make with, 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 with what you have. Um, and then I'll just close out with this. Um, this was in graduate school. I found a junkyard that had only car bumpers. So uh, I made a deal with the guy and he gave me 20 car bumpers and I just challenged myself to see what I could do and I sort of just stacked them and painted them, you know, painted them all one color. Um, I called it Escape. 
maybe because it said escape on there. I don't know. Um, and uh, I'm vacuum forming. I built a vacuum form machine, so I'm actually like trying to manipulate uh, and uh, make molds of objects. Um, so this is uh, a PlayStation controller and a football that's connected to it. And this is uh, sort of what I'm making, sculptures. And that's it. So.